Hello and welcome to the Life Beyond Limits podcast. I'm your host, Emma Gibbs-Ung. Each show I'll be using a combination of interviews with incredibly inspiring people from around the world who have achieved greatness, overcome adversity and never given up, as well as solo episodes from me sharing my own journey as a leading mindset trauma coach, helping to inspire, support and guide you to create a growth mindset so you can achieve success in all areas of your life. So are you ready to bring mindset to life and feel inspired? Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the Mindset Growth Academy podcast. This week I'm joined by Christina Bold who is a wealth mindset mentor for visionaries, uplifters, and leaders, helping them to create, be, and have everything that they see in their heart. Today, Christina is gonna be talking to us about all things money, helping us to understand our unique money mindset, the fears that surround us around money, and how we can create a life of financial freedom. It's gonna be a corker. Um, Welcome, Christina, it's lovely to have you. Thank you so much, Emma. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. There's, uh, there's so much that I want to ask you. Um, money is such a hot topic. It's something that we all need, we all have. It's so emotively driven and can cause a whole host of emotions for each and every one of us. So there, um, there's lots of little uh, tips and tricks that I will be asking you throughout the, the interview. But it'd be really great just to talk a, a little bit about what you do but more importantly, how you got to where you are today within your business, within your personal life surrounding money and just getting a a bit of a background um, on you, if that's okay. Sure. So um, I started this journey a few years, depends. I started this journey a few years ago, but in fact, I I feel that I started the journey many, many years ago when I got to be very, very, I, I mean, I think, I was always interested in psychology in, um, and in everything, uh, spirituality and energy. I was not explaining this to myself like this when I was a teenager, but I was definitely gulping down whatever I could find on, this, on these topics. Um, then I just followed the path that was very much in line with what uh, I was told that a successful person should should be having. Um, I created for myself a corporate career. I worked several years in journalism, then, then in advertising. Then I ended up being a executive banker, <laughs> and then uh, that was the point when something was literally telling me that this is not a path for me because I had all those things that were supposed to have make me happy to make me feel successful. But at the same time, I was, I was feeling more and more lost because I didn't know what, what, what could I want next in order to get myself happy or to make myself happy because it looked like I had everything. (laughs) And um, coincidence or not more or less at the same time, I met this guy that is now my husband and for me he was the perfect guy just that he had one big um, uh, one big uh, lacking point let's say he was not living in the same country with me so 
I, we, we had to make a decision and I had to move countries. And with moving, my moving uh, also followed me letting go of everything that um, was my, my life before. Uh, and letting go also of my old identity which was very much tied to um, my professional identity, right? So there was a bit of spinning, a bit more of a spinning and of searching, a deep soul searching, which was quite painful at the moment. And from all that searching and all that spinning, uh, this business that I have today emerged. Um, and I just, if anyone would have told me that I were to have this business and make this impact and work with these amazing women that I'm working with today, um, it, this was so out of reach, right? <laughs> until so, until, until a, a couple of years ago. But I feel that it's always meant that we follow our intuition and put one, one, one foot in front of the other. Um, even when we don't know the how, sometimes we don't even know the what <laughs> uh, in the, you know, in the big, bigger picture, but just following the guidance, in the end, we, we get to experience real, real magic. And that's what I would define like my, my reality today. I'm, I feel that I have a very fulfilling business from all points of view. I mean, obviously, too to um, up sticks and move to a different country for love um, comes with its own risks, so it's exciting. But to, to use that almost as a fresh start or a new beginning to leave the corporates and, and your old career, as you said, um, in the previous country and move over with a fresh start. Um, when you speak about when you were spinning and you had lots of ideas and that sort of thing, what made you come to the idea of being a um, wealth mindset coach. Obviously you'd worked in finance um, environments before, but what made you suddenly to take that path? Hmm. It, that's a very good question. And I, I get uh, asked about this quite often. <laughs> For me, first of all, starting the business, business everything was like I was pushed into it. <laughs> and I will explain how, how this happened. I didn't really want initially to start the business. I wanted to, to hire to, myself into the corporate world because that's what I knew that I could, I could do. I, this is what uh, I knew I'm good at. Uh, but then there was this small country called Portugal uh, that was in full crisis. It was in the thick of it. And um, someone with my profile, couldn't really find a job in a provincial city, in a country like Portugal in, in the thick of the crisis. So I had to accept if I, I was offered jobs that had nothing to do with what I was doing. And I remember staying in one of the offices, uh, meeting a potential employer and I was just feeling the energy of the room. I was feeling the energy, all that, you know, corporate buzz and busyness and all those 
it's kind of, you know, also the frustration, agitation of all those people gathered there in the building. And I, I, it just dawned on me in that moment, I don't want to do this. My, my, like almost my energy is hurting. <laughs> my energetic body is hurting. Um, and I just felt my, my soul, my heart cringe. And I said, I don't want to do this. And then it was like, but what do I, what can I do? And then I, I was, it was like almost a dialogue, inner dialogue. And it was like, you have to find something different. <laughs> you have to do, to do it on your own. And that's when I started building a business. Um, and how can you build a business in a country who, uh, where you don't even speak the local language yeah. <laughs> by going online, right? And what happened was that I was not a very uh, um, early success in the sense that it took me close to one year to actually start making money out of my business. And that first year was really frustrating was um, charged with a lot of spinning, with a lot of crying, with a lot, like a lot of times of trying and thinking about giving up. Um, and I realized along this, this journey that in fact, it was always me. I knew it was always me, but also I, I couldn't possibly find the ways in which I, I could make myself get out of my own way. And that's when I became obsessed with reading, studying, learning everything around money mindset, because I knew I had something to offer. I knew I had these skills. I knew I could uh, help people. But at the same time, I knew that there was something that was blocking me. And because of my own search, because of my own frustrations and blocks, I became obsessed with um, with everything mindset and with money mindset in particular so this is how in the end i was led to 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 this to this work that i'm doing today yeah it, it's often the case that, that we all experience something defining that then then leads us to to do a job that we do with your situation and becoming that having that obsession with money mindset has then le led you to be a very successful money mindset coach you know, from my personal journey with overcoming trauma and, and that sort of stuff has led me to, to really work on the limiting beliefs that, that we all carry around with us and the impact that that has with our, you know, as a mindset coach. And so um, what, what did your journey look like with regards to, so obviously you said you became obsessed with money mindset and so you learned everything, but you also mentioned there that you were getting in your own way. So what techniques, what um, did you sign up with a coach? What work did you personally do to get you to where, where you are now, where you obviously are exceptionally good as a wealth mindset coach and, and clearly have overcome a lot of your money blocks? Mm -hmm. um, in, in the beginning, and that's also one of the reasons why I, I've been, I struggled in that first year, um, and it was also one way in which my lack, lack mindset, uh, scarcity mindset was playing out. I didn't want to, to hire a coach. It was that mindset of when I will be successful, when I will make the money, then I will afford to have a coach. And that was so backwards, but I couldn't see it in that moment. Or even if somehow I could see it, I didn't want to accept it, that it is backwards. 
So at one point, you know how it is, you, you get rid of your excuses and of your BS when you are, you are fed up with it. So at one point, it was a matter of I'm doing this, I'm making this work, or I'm just giving up and I'm going and I'm trying again to find a job for myself, which was by that moment was already feeling like almost like a soul death to me. So I decided to invest. And guess what? The first investment was really not a good investment for me uh, at that point. It was someone that was really not energetically aligned, was, was a bad experience. Yeah. And by that moment, probably uh, many people would, would have given up. It was like literally I, I, gave, I, I put into that coaching my last resources in terms of savings. Um, but then I, I think I, there was something in me. It's now strange looking backwards. There was something in me that did not let me give up. So I persevered and then I hired another coach <laughs> and then another. And I started learning with each one of them. And I was already starting to find a small momentum. So whatever I was earning, I was immediately putting into coaching. Um, and into elevating myself. Uh, funny enough, from that first coaching uh, program that I bought, years after, I received many clients, <laughs> people that were my colleagues at that moment. So in the end, also as a funny way how life and business work, you never know why you should be in different circumstances, right? When even what looks like something really negative in fact, can be something really, really positive, not only for yourself, but also for other people. Uh, and this is just one of the lessons that I learned along this journey. So I started investing in these people and in, this, um, in these programs, and I started becoming more and more aware of my thoughts and of my inner narrative. And I also started to learn uh, the processes and tools to start shifting those thoughts. And to start shifting, releasing, uh, as you say, sometimes it's about trauma. Sometimes it's about uh, negative memories where we associate um, to the memory some you know, negative emotions and some negative stories. So it's also about this process of rewriting your money mindset has also a lot of healing, a lot of forgiveness, um, but also has um, an ongoing shifting work like refocusing uh, reframing the stories starting to um, um, to notice your your inner narrative and have the tools to immediately get to another vibration to immediately tell another story and I feel that this is not only important it is everything in money <laughs> mindset and in all you know all, all the healthy mindset for our lives and for our businesses and i feel that this is a huge gift that i was given and that now i'm i'm called to share with the world yeah if i can just go back to um you obviously for years you resisted investing in coaching and you said something very classic which i hear a lot and i have been guilty of <laughs> in the past is i will do that when and we're always mm -hmm. searching for that 
perfect time of when it's acceptable to do that. And so we go out and we do, we work on our own and we throw everything at it, but the guidance is lacking. And, and like you say, you're getting in your own way. Was there a defining moment that made you go, do you know what, enough's enough? Because as, quite rightly, as you said, we all have limits. Um, mm -hmm. And in some respects, a lot of people wait till they've hit that limit before they then make that choice to invest. But, but um, I'm just keen to know when that turning point was for you and also how you overcame the fear of that initial investment um, by using all of your leftover resources because that would often put the bejeebas up a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So what got you to that point and how did you overcome that fear of, of it? In my case, it was, as I was saying, it was a moment of I'm giving up or I'm moving forward. Yeah. Uh, it was like literally a crossroads. Uh, I couldn't, I couldn't stay and I couldn't, I couldn't uh, stand and I, I'm not even energetically, morally, emotionally, I couldn't stand that spinning. Um, and it was either this or that, right? Either taking a job or making this work. And there was something in me that just knew, just, just knew that it, I couldn't possibly go back to having a corporate job. I believe that this decision when it's so hard to make comes as a result of looking really honestly inside yourself and realizing what not doing your purpose work would mean to you would mean to your heart would mean to your your life would mean to to the people <laughs> that you you love right because you doing what you are meant to do or you not doing what you are meant to do and being and living in the frustration that comes with it and resentment affects not only your life right affects everyone's lives that are in, in close relationship with you. So I realized that I would be resentful of myself and everyone else for the rest of my life if I was not going to do that. So that investment looking from this perspective was so small, was really something insignificant, um, insignificant, insignificant uh, compared to what I was, I was to lose if I was not doing it. I think that was more or less the, the, the kind of rational that I could, you know, I, 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 I can now recall. And I would also say it's also a matter of backing yourself. Like if you are, if you are putting your hand on your heart, could you really tell yourself, I don't trust myself. Mm. I don't think that I can possibly do what my heart tells me that I can do. I don't think that there, that is the case for anyone. Like you do have those desires because, because there is a reason for you to have those desires and you not following those desires, not going 100% into it means just not trusting yourself, letting yourself down. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And, you know, I love the fact that you made your goals bigger than the fear of the investment. You made that, that desire. You stay true to yourself. And that, that to me is, um, is what sets a lot of successful people apart from others, is that ability to dig deep 
and to and to make their their goals far bigger than the fear that they're sitting in right now and recognizing that if they push beyond that and they stay true then the results will come we've mentioned money mindset um a lot um in in the conversation so far can you just really kind of describe what that means because obviously Mindset work, um, most people understand, but when it comes to money mindset, there is a lot of misunderstandings, there's a lot of confusion as to what that really means. Um, so if you could just kind of give a brief overview of what money mindset actually means to people, that'd be fab. That's a, a, a good, interesting um, question. That I, This I, I, I don't get asked often enough. So um, here's the answer that is coming right now. I feel that money mindset means cultivating the energy and the set of beliefs that is allowing you to receive and hold in your life, in your energy, everything that um, you are meant to have, all that abundance potential that is waiting there for you. Because this is true for each one of us, right? Everything around is an abundant universe. It's an abundant way of being in this, in this universe. So the, the, the flow of what we get to actually have and receive in our lives is directly linked to what we believe it's possible for us and what is safe for us. This is another part of the conversation. So that here is where the money mindset comes into into play it's always about the beliefs mm -hmm. it's always about the the emotional associations that you have with money and it's always about what you believe that happens once you have the money i feel that these are the three main uh directions of looking at your money mindset and basically at that energy and set of beliefs that is allowing you to have all that is there available for you to have. When I start working with someone, we are looking very much at what are the past memories or past moments of trauma when it comes to money, because in those moments, there were some associations created between what money means or what money is and pain in different shapes and forms. And it's interesting to look and dig into that past. And many times people have these huge, massive revelations because there are moments that in their past that they completely forgot or they never thought about anymore and they never understood how much uh, impact it the, their relationship with money, right? So it's really important to go and identify those, those root moments for their beliefs, for their negative beliefs. Then it's also important to look at the paradigm that they are coming with from their families, yeah. because there is also a set of beliefs that we are inheriting. And then there is another set of beliefs that based on what we saw in our family, we are creating for ourselves because we start looking at the world through predefined lenses. And then we, create our own stories based on, on those previous experiences and, and, um, and values and beliefs that we are inheriting. And then obviously we are looking also at the, at, um, at the wealth 
thermostat, <laughs> which I find that there it's like a set point, a wealth set point that we all have. It's not a matter of only some people having it or other people not having it. We all have. It's just a matter of where do you consciously choose once you start being aware of it, where you consciously choose to set it yeah. for in terms of levels of wealth that you can both receive and have because these are also two different aspects receiving from having there are many people who start have uh, start receiving but then the moment they receive the money the money gets out because the having level exactly is not set properly um, um, for 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 or in line with what they would like to have and then uh, ultimately we look also at the set of fears <laughs> Um, most of the times highly highly unconscious or you know very very well hidden in the subconscious fears around what would happen once they did have the money because many many times um, that is also a very real set of blocks a very real set of blocks people feeling we are told so many times you can't have it all, all isn't it it's something that I think it's cross-cultural <laughs> we hear it in all countries at least i i heard it and i know it i know the expression i i, I speak various languages <laughs> i i know this expression being repeated like almost word by word in in so many languages um, and this gets to be ingrained right in our in our mind and we even if we disagree with it because we went and made some self you know, development um, work and we elevated ourselves uh, and our, our views or perspectives on, on, on what world the world is or how the world works, the universe works. Even if we disagree with it, it stays there at the back of the, uh, the mind and then it, the way it operates, it's, it tells us that, oh, if you become successful, then something wrong might happen as a result of that and then there is an entire <laughs> entire entire um party in there of, of stories of negative stories yeah yeah totally i mean it's interesting because um you know obviously, obviously being in the industry i understand money mindset but uh, like 10 years 15 years ago it wasn't something that that really entered my mind i knew mindset a new positive mindset um but I find that some people almost have this acceptance when it comes to money. Well, that's just how it is. Quite often built on, you know, like you've just said, the, their upbringing, the, the um, life that they have seen around them about money um, and not really knowing uh, the impact that these stories are having on their own perception of money and slash relationship with money. But also knowing that it can cross over into very from various different um, experiences that aren't perhaps always directly linked with money. So mm -hmm. like I had a for years I had um, limiting beliefs about being dirty due to something that happened in my past, and it wasn't until um, probably about five years ago that I realised it was having an impact on my money. Uh, reason being because I I kept saying. Um, don't like I used to think money was dirty as in germy dirty mm -hmm. and I'd be like oh don't like go wash your hands it's dirty and I'm 
unbeknownst to me, I was then basically making money dirty. And so was pushing that away because I pushed away anything that was pleasure because everything, everything felt dirty, if that makes sense. And so mm. we sometimes can, without realizing, bring in other experiences to, that will then impact on your financial situation. Um, but, you know, talking the way that you just were then about sort of the complexities of it all, there is so much that goes on with our mindset in, in everything, whether it's success, whether it's money, um, that sort of things. But all of these things can be changed. Your, um, your evidence of that from your own personal journey, um, talking about the blocks that you had and various things like that. But it's, it's recognizing that that isn't, it doesn't have to be accepted as that is your norm. You don't always have to struggle with money or have this lack mentality, but actually when you acknowledge where it's coming from, you then know what you can then do to, to improve your relationship with money um, and to move beyond that money mindset that you had or didn't have, if, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if I am picking the, the right idea from here, but what re this reminds me, parts of what you were telling me is that many people are coming and telling, are, are, are saying, if I do think about negative stories that I have a, a, around money, will, will, will this not emphasize even more that reality and that energy for me? And what I'm always saying is like, you, if you don't deal with the heavy stuff, with the negative stuff, it's like, just brushing the dirt under the carpet it doesn't if you don't see it it doesn't mean that it's not there and it's not piling up and your room is definitely not clean uh it just means that you don't see it you, you choose not to look at it so definitely it's important to look sorry well they've accepted it yes it's 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 always a matter of honesty for me like being really honest really honest about first of all where you want to get and very honest about where you are today once you ha have this honesty and acknowledgement of these two dimensions then is it's so sim much simpler to to move yourself from a to b uh because you know what is that you need to deal with in order to start start moving forward. So definitely looking at the current blocks, at the current negative stories can be painful sometimes. I mean, I have clients that are, are crying <laughs> throughout the first sessions. I have one of my clients, we were speaking now and she's like doing amazing, uh, amazingly well. And now we were just recalling the first session and she was saying it was such a <laughs> terrible session because it was so emotionally charged. Uh, but then again, she was now listening to it and she was saying, oh my God, I feel like I, I don't even know who that person was because I feel so different now. And she was, uh, she was uh, planning to keep the recording of the first session in order to uh, play it for her son when the son has the, the appropriate age for understanding that yeah. and understanding that you can shift your, your, your beliefs and then everything shifts around you. Um, so it's, 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 it's not a very pleasant process most of the times, I would say, 
but it's such a necessary process and it's so worth it so worth it again it's like going back to when you spoke about that first investment it's making the the goals bigger than that fear and and ultimately to create change any change you have to have honest conversations and meet yourself head on i think sometimes the realization um, of your mindset influencing your financial situation is quite a, a big pill to swallow for some people who have never really seen it as as that and mm -hmm. never understood that money mindset existed and so that in itself can be a bit gut-wrenching like oh I, it's because I've been getting in my own way but I think when people get beyond that and know that actually pretty much every single one of us has been in that position it like you're not alone but when you get beyond that and realizing that actually if if your mindset is influencing your current situation as it is now it ultimately can influence it in the for the better moving forward um, because you now have knowledge um, and so like you say it, it can be hard and it can be challenging but when you make that goal and that freedom that comes with it bigger than the fear it becomes far easier to push through with regards to the work that you do and with the clients that you have we're speaking quite a lot about fears what are the common fears that you see that surround people when it comes to money that is ultimately impacting on their financial situation Oh, <laughs> I'm working with so many people and already I'm doing this for so long. Uh, I, I can definitely tell you that uh, the fears are the most varied ones. Right. Uh, we believe that the common fears are, I can't do it. Who am I to be doing this? Uh, people will be judging me. Uh, I will be losing friends. I will be losing family if I start, you know, really showing up for my message um people will not like will like only my money i will be spoiling my kids and i will destroy their lives um all these kinds of of stories are very very common right but i feel that many times behind these stories there is something else yeah and that's why i feel yes there are some common fears and these are more or less the ones that i mentioned but then there is another variety of other underground fears that are coming from things that are very specific to each person. As you were saying, that with dirty money, but dirty was another kind of uh, wiring for you. So then that was also being reflected on money. So these are very, very specific as they are tied into your, your own story and your own journey, right? But usually these are the, the common fears. The common fears are like the people like us are not doing this kind of money. Uh, or people are saying, I'm, I'm never finalizing. I'm not, uh, you know, uh, being able to follow through with things. How can I believe that I can do this? Um, or it's so out of reach. It's so crazy. Who am I to be doing this? Uh, and the, the fear of being judged and the fear of being judged when showing up and having the money but also the fear of being judged obviously when failing so, i feel these are the common ones yeah and like you said you know a lot of them are sort of surface fears that consciously we almost accept 
Um, but like you say, it's the subconscious fears that, that are the root cause to this. What do you do in the way of helping people understand and um, almost diagnose what that root cause is uh, in order to, to help them move forward? Okay, when I do get to um, sit in, you know, these kind of conversations is very similar with the one that we have today, you know, um, direct in direct contact with the person. What happens for me is that um, I get this, it's hard to explain or to describe it. It's like an intuition that leads me directly where, where the person needs to, um, to move their attention. Um, obviously it also comes with experience and with the knowledge and you know all the education that I, I've been gathering around the topic but I feel that by this moment it's like I'm almost <laughs> moving out <laughs> of my own chair and there is this just guidance that is is taking over during the sessions and it's very hard to say what I'm doing because I don't have a plan when I'm getting into a session it's just this kind of force that is taking over and uh, starts leading the, the conversation. And sometimes I'm going places that I didn't even think that I will be touching or because it's enough just, you know, to listen to something an inflection of the voice or, you know, a reference to something that is just dropped uh, in, during the conversation. And I'm just grabbing that because that feels like a, you know, like an alarm sign for me and we are going into diving into that and he's like oh my god <laughs> how did we get here this is massive what we are discovering i mean I, I, that's what more or less what is happening <laughs> i mean I, and obviously that you know that's a, that's a really deep connection between coaching and and the clients i suppose sort of for me for people that are listening that are sitting here thinking wow, you know, I didn't realize that, that my mindset was influencing my money situation so much, um, which can then trigger um, so, some numbers of fears, um, the guilt, anger, you know, confusion, that sort of um, emotion. What, what's your advice really on moving forward from that? Are there any techniques like journaling or forgiveness or anything like that that you think is good for people to get started with to start that process of understanding um you know understanding their money stories understanding their their relationship with money um you know are there certain things that they can be doing right now that will start to make a difference and start to ease some of these emotions that might be coming through definitely first of all we are speaking about people that do start to understand the importance of their mindset. So the importance of the mindset is not uh, reflected only on their money situation. It's on everything. I have this saying that um, I really truly find to be uh, very accurate and very true. The way you do money, you do everything and vice versa. The way you are doing everything else, that's exactly the way you are doing your money. Um, so mindset is, driving your life <laughs> in all the senses right so for those people who are starting to be aware of this because when if you are not aware of this there is very 
<laughs> little point in convincing, right? People will be seeing it when they are ready to see it. But if you do already start getting aware of how important your mindset is for the quality of your life, let alone of you know your business, um, I think it's really important to start becoming uh, the observer of your thoughts, become the observer of the inner chatter. Uh, maybe a simple technique is just to start writing down some of the negative stories that you start noticing that you are playing in your head um, and make the list as, as you notice them. And then when you feel that you have quite a comprehensive list of everything that you are normally using in order to beat yourself up, because we do that with lots of talent on a, on a regular basis, unless we start becoming more aware of what is happening inside of us. So once you have that list, just go through each one of those stories and look at it and ask yourself, is, is this really true? Like, is this something that I can say 100% hand on my heart that it is the absolute truth? And you will see probably that most of the stories in there are just lies. They are lies that you are telling or presumptions that have no, no real background and you are just using them, uh, you know, beyond any kind of rational reason to, to, to make yourself feel wrong or feel bad or feel inappropriate or incapable or, you know, all the ways in which we are, we are uh, creating pain inside ourselves. So once you decided that it's not true, the, the next question would be, what is a truer story? What is a more empowering? What is a more positive story that I can tell myself right now? I can, I can use instead of this old one. And for the ones that are, yes, this is completely true, then maybe the, the, the question there would be, okay, Maybe, for instance, one of the stories is, I am so inconsistent. I'm no, not, not going to, to make it because I'm never, you know, following through. I'm just giving this as an example because it's something that comes up quite, quite often. And if the, the answer is, yes, I've been inconsistent, then okay, very well. <laughs> that's, that's something that we can agree that it was true for the past. But what is a more empowering story that you can tell yourself right now? Like... Are you willing <laughs> to look at it differently to make things shift? Maybe a new story could be, I'm now forgiving myself, <laughs> accepting myself for who I was, forgiving myself for having been inconsistent. And I'm now choosing to commit and follow through with whatever I'm feeling guided to follow through with. Right. Uh, so this just doing this, becoming more aware of the thoughts, starting to shift the thoughts, and then not sh just shifting them on the piece of paper, then with those shifts, using them, every time you find yourself like, you know, having the old thoughts, immediately reframe for the new ones. Yeah. Only doing that, it's already a massive, massive win for the overall energy, for the overall drive, for everything. Yeah. Are there certain behaviors that you see um, your clients or people doing when their money mindset is driven by lack and scarcity, i.e. 
holding on to money, waiting for that perfect time to invest. Um, that that scare, panicky uh, approach around money. Because again, like people could not necessarily be aware that they are doing these these things um, without like kind of it being pointed out to them. So like. I know I used to hold on to money. So I would be one of those who say, oh, well, I will invest when, or I'll buy myself this when, um, mm -hmm. I'll pay this bill when. Um, and, and obviously money is energy and it, it needs um, an avenue to flow. And if you're constantly holding on to it, it's not flowing, it's not moving. Um, and therefore it becomes sort of stagnant. So what, what common behaviors do you see with people from a, a scarcity point of view? Mm-hmm. This is definitely one of the most common one holding on to money and I would say more than the importance of being in the flow and allowing money to go so that the money comes in. Uh, what happens when you are holding to money is like staying in the lack, saying I don't have it and then I'm as I don't have it I'm not good enough in a way to have it and to go to the next level where I feel like I'm having it. And what I'm teaching all my students and my clients is that in order to get to the next level, you need first to embody the energy of the next level. Now, if the next level for you is like, I want to just go around the world, <laughs> right? Probably you cannot afford that right now. And I'm not saying so then go in massive debt in order to start, you know, going around the world. But it's like, how would I feel once I'm getting there? Well, how would I feel once I did do have the, that money and I like, you know, I'm doing it. I'm on the road. And then get check what are those emotions? What are those states? And check how can I bring myself into those states right now? Uh, maybe another way is just, you know, to go for a trip. <laughs> I'm just giving crazy examples, but you get the, the idea. Just go for a you know nearby trip, or go for you know take a a a, a, a weekend off just to uh, you know to to satisfy this this uh, this need of going about and going in a journey. What I'm saying is, the path to the next level is through the energy of the next level, and just holding on to where you are keeps you into the lack energy, not into the having that next level energy. This is really, really important to remember. We forget it many, many times. Yeah. Um, another thing that is, is important or another common uh, way in which lack is playing out is pushing. Like, I don't have the money. I need the money. I need to make the money. I need it now. I don't know. I'm doing everything. I don't know why it's not coming, <laughs> why it's not showing up because I'm doing everything and I need it. Needing something um, and the pushing energy, it's again a lack energy because when you do, as we are saying, embody the energy of the next level where you already have it, there is no pushing because yeah. energetically you already have it. So this is also another reminder that I'm, I, I, I have to repeat for, uh, in different stages for my clients, for my students, that there is no pushing when you really want to manifest. There is really embodying the next level and trusting. 
and taking inspired action not just staying you know like a yogi <laughs> buddhist uh, levitating you have to take the action the inspired action but from a place of faith from a place of trust because that's the only place from where you open yourself up to receiving the magic that is there for you um I think that this holding on and pushing probably are the, the most important uh, common behaviors. And another one is, look, when you are in lack, you are definitely not in flow. You are definitely not connected um, you know, to, to your higher, higher levels of being. And then everything feels like it's working against you it feels like you you are living in um not aggressive but unfriendly world and obviously then your behavior becomes very very defensive and again there is that struggle and that pushing because you don't you you are disconnected yeah. and you you cannot feel that you are living in a friendly environment in a friendly world and that is another shift that people need to make and to go back into connection with their higher levels of being so that then they don't feel like they are pushing against their reality. Mm. Totally. I mean, those behaviors are, like you say, are very common. I often see a lot of people who um, are a bit in denial when it comes to their financial situation. So bury their head in the sand. Mm -hmm. Don't necessarily look at their bank statement or open um, bills or whatever. And actually, again, that is blocking because you're not taking control of your money. And and people um, almost need to know that in order to boost it, you've got to be using it. You can't just be like running away from the reality of bills and paying stuff. Um, and so just by tweaking your relationship with how you view money and how you act around it will have a massive influence, positive influence on you as well as currently a negative one. Mm -hmm. um, and, and again, it's, you know, it's just understanding that whole money mindset piece, isn't it? And knowing that, that those actions aren't protecting you financially. They are in fact impacting negatively on your financial situation because you're stalling effectively, yeah? True, it's very much in line with what we were saying, being honest with where you are. Yeah. Because if you are not honest, you are just piling the garbage and that's it. <laughs> that's, that's not, there's no, not very much growth or advance that is happening. No, no. So I suppose the key things really for, for people when it comes to finances is, is having that open and honest conversation, assessing where you are currently financially right now and getting right down to the nitty gritty, then really kind of understanding the beliefs that, that you have been carrying around consciously or subconsciously, the stories that you've been telling yourself, and then starting to release them in a way of allowing your mind to, to step into the possibility of, of life beyond that scarcity. So connecting to that next level of energy, like you were saying with, with the financials and starting to realize that actually you play a part in the finances. And therefore, if you want your financial situation to change, ultimately how you view money has to change first. How you speak about money has to change first. 
how you act towards and around money has to change first. And then that can start to build momentum, yeah? Absolutely. In, in a sum up, that would be. <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. Um, I, could, uh, I could talk to you for hours about lots of different things with regards to this. Um, I know that you have a freebie that um, could help people gain a, a deeper understanding of their self-worth, um, as well as, you know, charging their worth and understanding the money mindset. So can you just um, briefly talk about that and where they can find it? Obviously, I can have the link on the show notes as well, um, but just to give a bit of an insight. Yeah, sure. Thank you so much for mentioning that. Um, this is a freebie that is designed for women entrepreneurs. Um, and it's all about how to own your worth and raise your prices. Because I see one of the biggest challenges of women entrepreneurs at different levels, actually, is to value the work that they are, they are sharing with the world and price it at a line at, at a um, at a level that feels aligned. This doesn't mean you know the highest level that they've ever <laughs> can imagine. It means the level that makes them feel happy and excited with the work and uh, feels like a, a very fair trade <laughs> of energy in there. Uh, and that's exactly what I'm, I'm, I'm teaching. I'm sharing in a very very simple checklist, which comes also with a with a gift, with a bonus video training. Um, but the checklist itself is very valuable. And I like almost, maybe not daily, but many times per week, I receive messages from women saying how, um, how valuable they, they found that, that checklist. Um, I'm trying to remember the, the URL. I think it's christinabold.com slash charge minus. Yeah, it's please, please put, put the link because it's a long time that I didn't uh, look at the URL. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. Any links, social media links, anything like that, that will all be added to the show notes mm -hmm. really to, to hear a little bit more about the freebie. There's, um, there's a question that I ask everyone that I interview. And that is, do you have a mindset mantra that you use personally or that you get your clients to use that really kind, can, can stop you and reframe you within an instance? I, I have so many mantras, but now while listening to your question, the one that came to my mind is the universe and um, unseen forces are always working for my highest growth. Oh, yeah. Excellent. you get to hear so many um unique ones as well as obviously there's a lot of, of um not common but generic ones out there but yeah i love that one and it is so true and i think we need to tap into that side of things a little bit more and and you know and see money for what it is which is an energetic vibration and and taking away some of the pressure and some of the control um that comes with that and so i like that mantra i'm gonna write it down and i'm gonna use it myself <laughs> i'm i'm happy <laughs> yeah but uh, christina it's been great it's been lovely just to get an insight into your views into your own personal journey into overcoming the the fears of um 
stepping out of that cycle and trusting in yourself um, into understanding the influence that we have on our money mindset um, and the ownership that we need to take as a result of that understanding um, to improve it because we are a di direct reflection of our money, our money is a direct reflection of our mindset. And so if you are uh, listening now and you want to make changes, the changes start with you and they start with how you're viewing things. So hopefully everything that we've discussed today has given you an insight into some of the things that you can start to do. Ultimately, if there's any more information, then um, Christina's contact details, her social media um, information will all be in the show notes. So you can start following her on Instagram and, and Facebook and on and so forth um, to find out more ultimately contact me and we can um, get some additional support sent out so um, is there any final words that you have to say at this point Christina just that um, I thank you so much for for having um, this conversation um, gifted to your listeners to your viewers I think it's such an important uh, such an important ingredient for the success not only of the entrepreneurs but of any any person in general looking at their mindset and starting to work understand the mindset and work with it use it for their lives and for their businesses mm -hmm. and obviously i would like to thank your your listeners and your viewers oh. for <laughs> for following this conversation yeah do, do you know it's been lovely having you on and um it's opened my mind to a few things as well. And I think we could, there's always more that we can learn and understand. Um, and it's important to recognize that we don't need to have the answers. Like right at the very beginning, you were talking about sometimes, certainly we don't need to know the how all the time, but sometimes we don't need to know the what. We just need to trust on that feeling, whatever that feeling may be, and just giving our, ourselves the space to explore it and to trust in ourselves that the answers will come. Um, and that's a great reminder because we get so caught up quite often in the how, without a doubt, and then it becomes like, well, the perfect time for this, or I don't have all the answers, so I can't. And, and procrastination is, is a dominant feature that then comes into play. And so that reminder in itself of just trusting and just doing what feels right for you and moving forward each day makes a massive difference. So I truly appreciate um, everything that you've shared with us today and um, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Emma. Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed the show. As I said, any comments, any questions you might have for Christina, any additional support that you might need, obviously um, contact me directly and look forward to seeing you all next week. Bye. That's all for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this show, please head over to iTunes, subscribe and leave a review. Bye for now.